celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. That guy sounds so, so mad. Oh, really I, I don't off. think so. I think he sounds authoritative. He's taking charge of this show. <laughs> Someone needs to do that. Okay, here's the phone number. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Volani. Uh, even Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, taking calls today. Uh, Tammy Trujillo. Tammy, what are you working on? Well, you know, we wash our pets, get them groomed, give them pretty collars. We want them to look good, right? And But some of our animals, dogs and cats alike, get those tear stains. Mm. Okay, those little dark marks around our eyes, and yep. they're, they're really hard to get rid of. If you've been buying some over-the-counter products to deal with them, I got a warning from the FDA that for you need to hear about that could be dangerous. Okay, this is kind of new news. We'll find out with Tammy oh, Trujillo yeah. right here on Animal Radio. Also in today's show, coming up in just a few minutes, a guy who just loves skunks. I think he loves them. He's going to talk <laughs> skunk, and he says there's been an explosion of skunks lately. So we're going to find out about that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Joey yeah, attested that. Usually, usually that's what happens. They explode. They explode. Yeah. Are there more around and, your house and, and, than and usual? And, and, you know what? In, um, when I talked to my mom in New Jersey, they're all over the place this year. Um, yeah, she's afraid to let the dog in the backyard. I think the Northwest is having a big explosion of it right now. Uh, but we'll find out in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. And I noticed that Dr. Debbie came in today a little upset again. And I know mm-hmm. you wanted to use, you wanted to get on the, the what do they call that, the soapbox over here? Yeah. So come on over, hop on the soapbox. Okay, What's yes. going on in your office? All righty. So I had a puppy, which unfortunately had a home done attempt on a tail docking. Oh. And um, why would you do that? Well, why do people dock the tail? Is it totally aesthetic? Yeah, or is there it, functional? It is aesthetics, and it, it was a little healer. So the breed, you know, traits people are used to seeing them with crop tail or dock tails. Uh-huh. So I think there's some expectations on that. But I think some of the challenge beca- comes because people who grow up on farms, you know, may have come across the different techniques and things that have done been done in the farm world. And so what happened was the individual, um, and I think this, this animal came from a reservation, so it wasn't necessarily a, a, a pet pet, uh-huh. um, but they put a rubber band around the tail, which eventually oh. yes it caused the skin to die but the bone stuck out so it basically oh. was an open wound going right up into the spinal cord so really quite dangerous not to mention horribly painful for the poor dog so we we went ahead and we we fixed it um amputated to a healthy spot in the tail so he can heal up and uh puppy's much much happier now but it is it's a very good cautionary tale that you know this is not something to try to do at home um, if it is something you want to have done, you should see a veterinary professional. Do you know in, in a lot of the European countries, um, especially in Germany, it's completely outlawed. Um, it has been their, for a their, long their, time. Yeah, yes, their their dogs are not shown um, doctor cropped at all anymore. I mean, you see cocker spaniels with long tails and Dobermans with flop ears, and um, you know they 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 call it um, mutilation, and you know in some cases it's exactly what it is. Yeah, but it's very different to see a breed that you're not used to seeing with a long tail and ears. Um, So it does take a little to get used to, but, you know, still they have some great great, uh, personality with them. Well, you see it all at your office there, and let that serve as a lesson for those who are even thinking of doing something like Mm -hmm. that, which I can't imagine doing Mm -hmm. that anyway to the animal. Uh, There's another great story here. Hand me that story over there, Judy. Here you go. Lettuce, dressing, yogurt, bread, no, stridex. No, that's the wrong. 
Oh, paper. that's the wrong list. I'm yeah. sorry. This, oh, this is out of the paper. This is uh, out of Washington. They're uh, questioning whether a panda faked her pregnancy for a posh life. <laughs> I'll explain. I don't know if you saw there was supposed to be this giant live broadcast, or there was supposed to be this live broadcast of a giant panda giving birth. Uh-huh. And advertised it on the internet all Uh-oh. over and everything. But then they found out she wasn't actually pregnant. And she showed all the signs or the way she was acting, I yeah. guess. She's a six-year-old uh, giant panda living in uh, the Giant Panda Breeding Research Center in China. And she exhibited signs of pregnancy for two months. Wow. Uh, but then the center realized that she had what's called a phantom pregnancy. And Yes. Yeah, well, I know humans can have that, can't they? I'm not phantom sure, but pregnancy? dogs and cats definitely can. So, And it's nothing that I would say a, a false pregnancy is something um, intentional, that she was trying to get good things. It, it's ah, a hormonal ah, problem. Well, let's, let's, let's go on with the story here, and then you can, you can be in yeah. with the judgment after that. Uh, of course, the life of a pregnant giant panda living in captivity really is pretty sweet. She gets uh, her own suite loaded with amenities such as air conditioning and around-the-clock care and a serious supply of buns and fruits and uh, <laughs> Oh, I fake it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what the researchers are suspecting is that maybe she saw the signs of things that come along with pregnancy and that she faked she her wanted. pregnancy. She, maybe she saw other females getting all those things. No way. She no wanted, way. Um, you, that's crazy. I, I think that's absolutely that's anthropomorphizing. <laughs> well, you, well, no, we're talking about is, we're talking about a panda. They're pretty smart little animals. Aren't sure, they? they're smart, but you know what? You know, there's a bodily drive. Some animals, when they go through false pregnancy, they'll gain weight. They actually will go through all the same behavioral changes of a pregnant animal. So their behaviors may be that they're going to eat more, and that doesn't mean that they're intentionally putting on a show. <laughs> ah, well, Dr. Derry may be right. They say that it's, this is actually quite common among giant pandas, and so this is not an isolated experience at all. And so, uh, who knows? But uh, well, See, I used to do that to get a guy. You would fake a pregnancy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of get rid of them. <laughs> <Where am I keeping? laughs> yeah, I think you got that backwards. Oh, darn you it. know, Splintstone why... feet. Yeah. Yeah. Running down the road. <laughs> that's why it never worked. <laughs> okay, let's uh, take your calls now. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Enough of us yapping. It's your turn. And let me hit this button here. Uh, see, I've been doing this for almost 14 years, and I'm still kind of figuring, still, out, yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, you don't know what buttons to push. Yeah. Uh, hey, Walter, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Barbersville, West Virginia. Well, welcome. Thank you. How can we help you? Okay, well, I have a cat who makes it very difficult for me to apply the Advantage 2 to the back of her, her neck. She okay. shifts her head all around. And I was wondering if there's some some gadget or some way I can teach her to <laughs> stop doing that and allow me to part her hair. It's a long-haired cat, too. Okay, so she's kind of doing the exorcist when you're trying to do this. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the easiest thing is to have a... Uh, uh, assistant, someone to help you out. I have found that when we need to do a topical or even for oral medications with cats, um, you can do what we call make a kitty burrito. Uh-huh. So you kind of wrap the kitty up in a towel. Okay. And it helps to keep the legs somewhat immobile. You can kind of hide the, the head at the opening and just get exposure to the neck area. For some cats, that can actually calm them because they don't feel like they're vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's one route to do it. 
for if we're just applying a you know a flea tick topical, a lot of times you can just by kind of using a gentle scruffing with your fingers, you'll get exposure and you can create like a little line of where you'll see the skin, and just apply your flea topical in that area, or. For some cats, I like to go l- less stress. <laughs> and you can do this by just letting her sit and do her own thing. Don't kind of manhandle her. Don't make her feel like she's being restrained. And I just start a little bit back further on the body than the area I'm going to go. And I just push with my finger and I'm going to move forward up towards the head with just light pressure. And by doing that, you'll see, you know, where the skin meets the hair. And just kind of slowly do that, and you'll have a, a little line where you can apply the topical with very minimal restraint. Um, so I don't know if either of those approaches, and I have my own cat. I used to do this with him. Um, little ladies' hair clips, you know, the kind you put your hair up with the little uh, jaws. Yeah. It, it actually would induce my cat to almost like a kitten-like state where, you know, mama cat grabs him by the scruff of the neck and they relax. Oh. So for him, that was actually something that I could do things to him by just putting this very gently, you know, nothing you know, barbaric here, but very gently on the scruff of his neck, and he would relax and just not move. Oh. Um, so it, it really is, depending what's your cat's personality, what he or she is going to adapt to the most easily with the least stress. But that, that's a little, what is your cat's personality? What kind of kitty do well, we have? Well, ordinarily, she's very uh, calm most of the time. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I would probably either try the the least restraint method. Um, you know, if he's pretty chill, then you know, try, the, try the little uh, uh, hair grabber. <laughs> okay. What does a hair grabber look like? Um, you, you know, when ladies take their hair and instead of putting in a ponytail, mm-hmm. they have a big clip in the back of their head. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the kind of things that we're looking at. So, Aren't they called alligator clips? And no. So, well, they they aren't alligator clips or roach clips. Okay. Well, these well, these are real tiny ones. Some are even like you know less than an inch long. They're about an inch long that you can find real tiny little hair clips. Okay. Yeah. Mine are a little bigger. I have you know long hair, but um, and, and usually an older one. So for the ones that I have that are about ready to be thrown away, those would be the best. You don't want one that's gonna be too tight or too you know too firm that it's gonna really grab the fur. I see. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank you. Hey, thank, All right, good luck with that. Thanks, okay. Walter. If you have any more questions, you can call back. Walter is listening on WSCW out of Charleston, West Virginia. Thanks, guys, for listening over there. An alligator clip would work, too, if you have one of those on you. An alligator a roach clip? Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Okay, so let's head back to the phones toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 for your calls right now. Don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. And it's brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Presented by Ford and Animal Radio, with sponsors Pet Botanics, Canine Covers, Snuggle Puppies, Easy Dog, and Red Barn. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters to support adoption events. Log on to Get Your Licks on Route66.com to see where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. 
You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Big news. Sprint's offering the hottest deal in wireless. Switch your whole family up to 10 lines to Sprint and get unlimited talk, text, and 20 gigabytes of high-speed data to share for only $100 a month for your whole account. It's double the high-speed data of the other guys for a family of four. Verizon and AT&T charge $160 and T-Mobile charges $100, and they just give you 10 gigabytes. But with Sprint, you get 20 gigabytes. That's two times the data. To make it easier, we'll even buy out your family's contract up to $350 per line. The Sprint Family Share Pack. Only $100 a month for the whole family up to 10 lines, including unlimited talk and text on America's newest network. Simply put, it's the hottest deal in wireless. So come into a Sprint store today. As 93014 coverage and offer not available everywhere. Subject credit and line port and excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, international premium content. Price promo through 2015. After 2015, also pay $15 a month per line access charge. $350 via Visa prepaid card and requires online registration. Comparison is to 10 gigabyte high speed 3 and 4G plans for four lines. Other data options available. Prohibited network use rules, prioritization, and throughput reduction applies. Comparison includes additional 2 gigabyte Sprint and 1 gigabyte Verizon data promos. Restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love Animal Radio. Keep listening. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. Everybody in the studio mocking me and opening their mouths as I say the number. They've heard it a million times. They know it. I'm just saying if you're new, that's the number. one 405 8405 And to my left, Dr. Debbie, she's written a great book, a couple of great, in fact, three, four, four great four. books. Yeah. Uh, Yorkshire Terriers, wow. Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And you can get them over at Amazon. To my right, uh, Joey Volani, you've seen him on uh, Groomer Has It and uh, Dogs 101 on Animal Planet and maybe, I don't know, Maybe in your city somewhere you've yeah, seen him. You, might you have get seen around him in the post office. Yes, you know, on the wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're ready to talk to you at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And I believe we have Charlie on the phone. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing? Yes. Hey, what's going on? Oh, it, 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 well, it, it's just something I don't understand. I got a cat, and I got a little bit of miniature Doma Pinches. She is about ten pounds, and my cat is about forty five to fifty pounds. What? And they were raised. They were raised up. They were raised up together. Wait a minute. Uh, your cat weighs forty-five pounds. My cat weighs forty-five pounds. What kind of cat is this? It, she was a little kitten. My mother was a hundred and five. My mother had, and she and her cat had some kittens. And I got one. I raised up with my little puppy. Wow. My puppy is fifteen years old, and she about the same age. But she is really aggressive. Like if. Uh, when I feed her, when I feed the puppy, then if I be separating the food, she think I'm fooling with the puppy, and she hits, she get aggressive. Like if any, she ain't scared of rock walls, or she ain't scared of no kind of dog. If any dog come near her, she think they're going to do something. She put one dog out because she thought it was fooling with the puppy. But, but my puppy, she knows big dogs, too. They play with her. But if she don't know if they're playing or what, 
she get aggressive and she tear them up because she ain't scared of no kind of dog at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. She will take it because they were raised up together. I think you got a lion there. <laughs> yeah, you sure you don't have a lion, lion? or a tiger, perhaps? <laughs> no, you know, you know, something like a, a little bobcat. Yeah, yeah. And, and how much does the dog weigh? The dog weighs about ten pounds. So you have a ten pound dog and a forty five pound cat. That must be fun. Yeah, that, right. that's a different turn of events. Well, you know, you, you it sounds like your cat thinks he can kind of handle things on his own, but you know, there's definitely a time when a Rottweiler is not going to back down, and and you're definitely your kitty and the little guy are going to certainly be potentially at risk for injury. So, you know, the challenge is. Yeah. The, cats don't typically behave this way, so you're in a little weird situation no, here. She because thinks you, she thinks you, if she if she she, she acted like it's her, her child, she, if she thinks you go eat me, and I'm the, I'm the master of both, I raise them both the same. And if she in fact I'm friendly to her, she she get that aggressive mood, then I and then I then I slow down. Because yeah. when we walk, see, I hustle, I hustle, flashes and stuff. Like certain people come up to me. She'll she'll get around the puppy, and like if they walk towards her, they don't. She don't know they fin- they're just playing with her, patting them, and she 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 ready to do her thing. Okay. She don't take well, no chance. I guess I don't know, so I can't talk to her like I do a human. Exactly, you and know, you know you, you've got some decisions uh, to make here, Charlie. And the decisions are that um, you're in a, a potentially dangerous situation for your pets and or even people that are coming up. No, she's not, you know, she not going to hurt me. Well, you know, there, it can happen. There's something called redirected aggression. So if she's trying to lash out at, say, another dog and another person no, or another animal comes in. Okay. Well, it, it doesn't matter really in this situation what her motivation is. I'm, I'm saying you've got a dangerous situation. So the, mm-hmm. the trick and the challenge you're going to have is as long as you have these two kind of running off leash and they were in the raised same, together. It, as long as you have them together and you have no ability to control the situation, we, we can't do anything. You're not going to be able to train a cat like you would a dog and i'm sure you know alan would say you know you know you want to you need to be the the master in the relationship the master in the relationship for you and your dog you need to work on that that is definitely something that you need to be able to um show now some cats and some dogs will try to serve as the pack leader and uh that may be what what this kitty is doing that doesn't mean that we're going to discipline her for that because that does not work for cats it really will backfire so your job is really going to be to show that you can handle that situation on your dog's behalf and keep oh, the, your the dog, dog safe. The dog listen to me real good. She she do too, but she just think that somebody gonna hurt the puppy or blah blah blah. I don't hear that when other than that she's fine, but but being, like well, if I be walking about I, I can be talking to a strange person just saying good morning, hello but if the person come to me and say, Hey man, what's that what, what what's what, what's going on? And then she'll be get beside the pub because she figured they're coming toward the pub, but they just come talk to me. And yeah. she get a grill when she do do that his and then I say, Oh, well, my mind? I can't nobody don't buy pup Ain't no just like that, you know. Yeah. Well, like I, I said, I, I mean you might I, know... I just don't want nobody to hurt her. Cause she aggressive. Cause she don't want you to mess with that puppy. 
Exactly. And and that's what I'm saying is it, it's going to be really hard to control your cat's responses because this is something that she's learned that she needs to behave this way in order to get somebody to back down or to take an, a perceived threat away from your dog. Now, it may not be really a threat, but somewhere along the line, she has felt that way. So in order to make this kind of feeling go away, we need to control the situations and not have them happen. And that's going to be hard because if you like to go out socially with your dog and your cat walking along, you're not controlling that situation because there's going to be someone that comes up. There's going to be a situation that comes up. It's going to be really hard to control. Now, I I have some cats that will um, become a bit aggressive um, and bite their owners when, say, when you're feeding. And uh, that can even be a problem for some some people. And, you know, a lot of times we have to kind of get ourselves out of the equation and avoid the situations. Read your kitty's body language. If you start to notice that, you know, the ears are going back, the tail's going down, and switching back and forth, she's becoming agitated. And, and, and you really got to get out of that situation because you're not going to be able to stop an uh, alert cat that's on the wary at that point. So you're going to have a hard time stopping that train once it's going. So it's better to start to read your cat's behavior and avoid those situations and try to um, reward her for that. So, I don't know. Charlie, you got a lot of work there. I mean, <laughs> a 45-pound yeah, cat I mean, coming at you. They were, they were raised up to get a the, the, little, the little chihuahua was bigger than her, but she just outgrew him. She weighed 45 pounds. I want you to send me a picture of that. Can you send me a picture? Uh, yeah, she she got a heel. It looked like a, she's a regular cat, but I don't, I don't well... My mama was 105. I don't know what kind of cat it was, really. Because <laughs> I'm from yeah. my family. I just raised them up, and she was raised with the puppy, and she act like the puppy is her, her mm-hmm. little. What color like is that. she? What color is she? Huh? What color? Huh? She gray, and she and the puppy is brown. So she's yeah. gray. Do you have one of those phones that takes pictures? No, not at all. I'm on a cell phone now, but it, it, don't, it don't take no picture. Okay. I had this phone for a while. I just want to, I want to see 80, what they I'm 80 years old. Oh, wow. You sound like a young pup. <laughs> no, I took care of myself. I ain't do no drugs. Stay out all night. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. 500 business cards for just $9.99. What's more, you can choose between hundreds of designs or upload your own and customize them easily. And because they're from Vistaprint.com, the cards are of top quality and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. So visit Vistaprint.com today and get 500 shots at turning your dream into reality. Hurry, because this offer won't last long. To get your 500 business cards for just $9.99, go to Vistaprint.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 7979. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7979. Geico RV presents Reflections from the Road. After a few hours riding in my RV, I get in the zone. It's just me, the road, and the savings I get with Geico RV insurance. There's no more worries, no more 9 to 5 hustle. It's like I'm a caged animal set free. What's that? Is it a grizzly bear? No, it's just me switching to Geico RV insurance. Saving money, wild and free. Geico, for your RV, trailer, or camper. See how much you could save. 
we're having a baby, so we got to find a house. Using Realtor.com put the process in my hands. Realtor.com is the most accurate home search site. Accuracy matters. The Realtor shows me things I wouldn't normally find on my own. We worked with a Realtor who he knew the area. A realtor made sure that we were the first ones in the door when a new house came onto the market. There's no way I could have gotten through this process without him. Realtor.com and Realtors. Together, we make home happen. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. We all want our pets to look their very best. And if you have the type of dog or cat that gets those tear stains, you've probably tried a lot of ways to clean them up. Well, now the FDA is out with a warning to companies making unapproved drugs to deal with them. Specifically, Angel's Eyes, Angel's Glow, Pets Spark, and the exported products Glow Groom and Health Glow. These products use an antibiotic, Tylosin tartrate, that is not approved for use in dogs or cats. Tear staining is mostly caused by a condition called epiphora. The FDA has a serious concern about unapproved animal drugs because they have not met standards for safety and effectiveness. There could soon be a change in the commercials you see for Blue Buffalo and Blue food products. A panel of the National Advertising Review Board has recommended the company modify its spots so they don't imply that competing companies are fooling consumers about the ingredients in their food and the quality. It also wants Blue Buffalo to modify the True Blue test chart it has on its website. Hills, the maker of Science Diet, challenged Blue Buffalo's claims that its Blue brand pet food products were better than others. Blue Buffalo says it disagrees with the findings, but it will make the modifications and the changes that were recommended. September is National Guide Dog Month, celebrating the amazing work of guide dogs and raising awareness, appreciation, and support of guide dog schools across the country. National Guide Dog Month was first inspired by Dick Van Patten after he visited guide dogs of the desert in Palm Springs back in 2008 and learned just how important they are and that it costs as much as $40,000 to raise and train a guide dog. Most guide dogs are bred by and born at an accredited guide dog school, then raised by volunteer puppy raisers for their first year and a half. They then go back to the school for special training. About half of them actually graduate to becoming working guides. The blind person they ultimately end up partnering with does not have to pay for the dog. That cost is taken care of by the school. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. At Stella and Chewies, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewies product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewies dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewies.com. 
Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced. Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. It is time for that part of the show that I wait for every week, the hero person of the week, because it's so great to hear people doing great things for animals. And if you know somebody that is doing something good for animals or animal plural or just a single animal we want to know nominate them send your email to your voice at animalradio.com in care of judy this is also a nomination out of blairsville georgia and uh the uh, the person who nominated wants to be anonymous they they wrote in they said we have a businessman in our community who just gave the adoption fees for 60 animals to our shelter for an, wow. an adopt-a-thon and i wanted to get him on and he is our hero of the week barry kives hi barry how are you doing Great, I appreciate that. Now, you're just a regular old Joe businessman, right? Uh, that's all we are, a small little company in Blairsville, yes. What company do you, what's your company? Give them a plug. Uh, it's Southern Polyurethane, so we manufacture uh, high-end automotive paint for, like, restoration, street rides, stuff like that. Well, what made you get involved with this little project here? Uh, the animal shelter here? Yes. Well, they're a no-kill and I had donated money over the years to them. I mean, just two, three thousand dollars a year. This is a lot. Thank you so yeah, much. Oh well, not that much, really. But in the last two years, we just got wrapped up in expansion so much, we kind of just slipped our mind. And I went in to see um, uh, Lisa, and she had just in two years had done just unbelievable. And she's at the uh, Mountain Shelter Humane Society. Yes, yeah, okay. Runs it. And she changed it around, and it's so clean in there. I mean, it's as clean as any restaurant, uh-huh. okay, whether you're in the cat area or the dog area. And she has done so much. They even have a greeting pin. So if you're looking to uh, adapt, adopt a dog and you want to know if they'll get along with your dog, oh. put them in the pen together and try them, do a trial run. And so, you know, I made a standard, you know, donation. Uh, I gave them $6,000. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 5000 and um, then while I was there, there was a lady that was wanting to uh, get a dog for her a mother who was very ill and had just lost her dog. Mm. And I was kind of listening, and the $125 fee was a little much. So I just kind of pulled out the wallet and said, I got the fee. And, you oh. know, that made me feel real good. And that's how we ended up with the idea of doing this adoption. Um, we were going to try to break it up into two segments, like 30 first 30 for maybe young families with kids and then a second one for older people that maybe 125 bucks wasn't in the budget for 
So it, we ended up putting it all together. We're still not done. We had a very successful first day. Uh, I think we did a total of 14 adoptions the first day. Oh. And uh, we're, we've got another uh, full-page ad going in the paper, uh, whole, sec- whole page, uh, colored. It's going in this Wednesday. And we're going to open it up instead of just having it on Saturday because we kind of overwhelmed the poor workers there. I bet. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is that we're just going to run it from here on out till we get to the 60 mark so they can come in, and that way they can do the background check on the people. Um, it's just uh, it's a good feeling, and uh, we're making a lot of people happy right now. Well, you know that adoption fee is oftentimes a hurdle for a lot of people, yeah. and, and often 125. I got to say, is probably one of the most expensive that I've heard of. No, no I've heard more, more than that for well, because I got a puppy. A puppy. Oh, for ladybug, over three hundred dollars for puppies. Oh wow. Well, see now, there that includes they're fixing the animals, they're right? Doing all the shots, they're doing a general physical and everything. So yeah. Oh. I think it's pretty reasonable. Okay. And it ranges from like a hundred to one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, it is reasonable, but again, it's sometimes it's hard for people to come up with that chunk. Well, all at yeah. Once. And you know, especially if it's an older retiree, and they're the ones that really need an animal. Yeah. And, you know, it's just they may have the money, and you know how retirees are. They don't want to take that 125 on their budget. Uh, it's just hard for them to do. And so, you know, we're solving a problem here. And, of course, the younger families, a lot of times they can't take 125 bucks on their budget. And so it was really, we got the best picture. Lisa sent me a picture. I couldn't be there that Saturday, but there were two little girls, and they each had their own little kitty cat when they were done. Just happy <laughs> as could be. It was a tearjerker, I'm telling Aww. you. That was just great. So. How many animals would you say are at that shelter? Uh, I think she said there were 80 or 90. Wow. Yeah, and we cleaned out a lot of the uh, cats, so she had put orders in to get more. Like, <laughs> time to get wow. the physicals and everything. Uh, to continue with this. So it's quite more complicated than some of us on the street would think. You know, I would sit there and think, ah, we can just keep turning them over. But it takes time. They have to schedule their physicals and their shots and uh, get them fixed. So it's quite a quite a process they run there. It's a very good organization. It's the cleanest one I've ever seen. Uh, how big is Blairsville? Very small. Uh, it's a more or less a retirement mountain community. We're the highest area in Georgia. We've got a lot of lakes, mountain lakes. Uh, so you have a lot of retirees from Florida that move here, or people from Florida that have second homes. People in Atlanta will have a cabin up here because we're only two miles from Atlanta. And then a lot of times they'll retire up here. Hmm. Uh, so we've got retirees from all over. We've got them from Ohio, Indiana, Michigan. Um, it's a very nice, peaceful area, small town, two, two stoplights in town. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a small town, and you've, you've made a tremendous difference in this small town, and today we're celebrating you nationwide to hopefully encourage other people to make a small difference in their shelter, which really is a big difference. And, you know, you, you casually say, I gave 5000 I gave $6,000, <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's, you know, you're in the business to do that. And you can do that. That's a tremendous donation, and I thank you so much for that. But listeners who have just a couple of dollars that can give locally to their local shelter, that's all it takes. You know, we talk to a lot of people. We talk to a lot of celebrities that say they don't have a dog right now because they don't have the time. Well, you know what? They can donate money to shelter so others can adopt if they can't have one. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. It doesn't have to be money. Uh, There's people that bring in bags of dog food. 
Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, there's, uh, I've heard of situations where retirees, once a week they'll buy a bag of dog food or a bag of cat food, and they drop it off. That helps so much. Or, you know what, if you've got a free day, there, there were about, I guess, 15 college kids in there the other day volunteering. And they just come in for half a day, and they'll say, what do you want us to do? That is great, you know, or if you can just be there to help or sweep or maybe take people through the kennels to show them if they're looking for animals. Because uh, a lot of these people are volunteers. Yeah. And it's just, you can do so much and make such a big difference. Or go, go walk the dogs or cuddle oh, the kittens. Exactly. The, and the dogs love it. So do the cats. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they see a visitor and they run to the window and scream, depending on what room they're in. <laughs> do you have dogs at home? Uh, I can't have a dog because we're on a country road, but I have four indoor cats, and I feed a half for 12 years. I got right now about 18 feral cats. I feed every morning and every night. I can pet a couple of them, uh, but they're waiting for food at 5 in the morning usually, and at 6 at night they're waiting for food. Mm. And my neighbor through the woods, Sandy, does the same thing. A lot of them crisscross over, and we have names for a lot of them, and... Um, you know, they may be wild, but they look healthy, and we give them wormer and stuff like that. Right? Have you been able to spay and neuter them? We have not been able to, and that's my fault. I donated 5000 to another organization at the same time. That's what they do here. They have offered to come to my house and do that. Oh, that's good. And so we're going to have that done, and that's all they do. Well, you're doing wonderful, wonderful work, and thank you so much for, for what you're doing. And here's a guy who he's just a, a regular Joe who's made a big difference in his community, and I encourage, if you know someone that's making a big difference in your community, let us know. Your voice at AnimalRadio.com. Barry, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Here goes our hero of the week, Barry Kives from Blairsville, Georgia. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. This is Animal Radio, baby. Right now, I'm so proud to introduce a brand new segment here on Animal Radio. Janice Brown, she is the founder, top dog over at TailsInc.com, and your brand new segment, pet-related events across the country. How's that sound? You all know when you go outside with a dog, the whole world looks different, so. Well, let's start with uh, today. I know there's events going on today, correct? Yeah, so right after this radio show, hop in the car. If you are in Portland... There is a very cool dog fest that is benefiting a great cause, the Canine Companions for Independence. Oh, great organization. Yeah, they've been around since, I think, 1976. They focus on, you know, raising money for the puppies and uh, a lot of the socialization part of it. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be everything from a fire engine and a festival, a pancake breakfast, so something for the whole family. And by the uh, way, we're going to post these, is that correct? Yes, we'll I'm going to post, post everything at our uh, website. Great, and they're probably over at the tailsinc.com website, too, because that's where the, uh, they all come from. Also today, if you're out and about in the Midwest, there is a Border Collie Rescue Rendezvous Picnic. So I love this. There's also a big pug party in Chicago, too. And it's just so great seeing all the same exact breed at the same exact place at the same exact time. 
<laughs> and they all just run around. So this is going to be on a 17-acre hobby farm. And the dogs can run off leash. There's going to be food, games, raffle. Um, and that's all happening from 11 to 4 today. Well, you see, I want to go to that, but my dog's not a pug. The pug one, it's a P-O-P. So it's pugs only, please. So. I, went, I went to something once. It was called Karen Fest. And it was all Karens, and they all got along, and one person brought a Westie, and uh-huh. it was a riot. It was, they, they, they rioted, yes, yes. The Westie had to go home. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> this Thursday, I believe, we got one of those yappy hours happening in California. Yes. So if you have a fancy puppy who loves to hang out um, at the Ritz, this is going to be at the Ritz Laguna Nigel um, in Dana Point, California. And there will be handmade dog biscuits. There's going to be, uh, they say refreshing libations for the canines. I don't know what that is. But, uh, you know, maybe something out here, bacon, chicken, cheese, and liver-flavored water, maybe. So something for the puppies and the people as well. Great. And then uh, coming up on Saturday, what's going on? Something going on on the East Coast out in uh, Framingham, Massachusetts. It is the Metro West Humane Society's annual craft fair. So there's going to be 60 crafters, all original artwork, and free admission. So we love that. That's that's exactly like what I like to pay when I go to an event. Exactly. And then Sunday, uh, there's more fun. You can do the Blessing of the Animals and the Farm Olympics, which is happening in Free Soil, Michigan. Free Soil, so, Michigan. I have no idea where that is. But we have a lot of listeners in Michigan, so if you live near there, let me know. Call me up. Tell me that you're out there and what that whole Farm Olympics thing is going to be like. And then the following weekend, uh, always a lot of things for a good cause. And this is the Bark for Life of Mercer County. So this is in Hamilton Township, New Jersey, and it's a non-competitive 5K dog walk that will be followed by music and vendors and demonstrations, but definitely raising money for a good cause for the Relay for Life organization. Sounds good. And after that, if you're not too tired yet, there is the Wiggle Waggle Walk in Pasadena, one of their biggest fundraisers. They hope to raise almost $400,000 just at that event. Um, but ironically, it is free. Gotta love that. Okay, well, if somebody wants to send you an event to appear in TalesInc.com on the website and the events portion of your website. And by the way, very complete. If you're looking for anything all across the country, this is the place to go to look for it. List your event for free up there. Put in all the info and we will put it up for you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Hi Debbie. How you doing? I'm doing really good. What's going with you today? Uh, not much. I got two pugs. Um, they're about 30 pounds. They're great. But when we get their toenails clipped, they go crazy. Is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it normal for pugs? Yes. I mean, they're a force to be reckoned with in the uh, veterinary world. And I'll take a 120-pound Rottweiler over a pug for a nail trim any day. <laughs> so, yeah, they they tend to be really funny about their feet. Now, h- how old are your doggies? They're six. They're six years old. Have they always been this way, or is this something they've just kind of developed recently? They've always been this way, but it seems like it's getting worse the older they get. They're getting more stubborn. Yeah. 
That could be. <laughs> but yeah, pugs, for some reason, they are the, the most stinkery dogs when it comes to nail trims. And, and in their fairness, now, nails on pugs do kind of curl in a little bit. So even the process of trimming their nails could be a little bit more upsetting than, you know, a regular pet's nail trim. Um, but around our office, they sound like aliens when they're uh, talking it up uh, for the nail trim. Uh, I would do my impersonation, but it would sound really freaky. Oh, let's hear it. Um, let's yeah, hear don't, it. Come don't, on. Don't throw that out there. Come without on. Even trying. Okay, I'll do my best. Now, okay. the pug with a nail trim. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, yeah, and you have to I mean, do that. Is that close that to your show? On, too. That's spot on. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> The well, black one. We have a black one and a fawn one, to, but the fawn one, he's the more loud one. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's sometimes challenging when you've got an adult dog that already kind of acts this way for nail trims, but the same kind of training principles still apply um, that we want to make sure that we make all uh, nail trimming as favorable as possible. So we don't want to hurt them. We don't want them quicked. Um, so in many cases, I'll ask a veterinary professional to get involved or a groomer um, so that we don't cut them too short and have an ouchy experience. And we need to really make it a super, super fun experience. Um, so I, I pretty much would try constant feeding of treats. And, and in my office, we'll use things like little uh, little dog treats. Uh, we'll even pull out some of the NutriCal, some of the calorie um, to distract them. Um, so we want to make it a good experience. And then even at home, we would ask to really work on the foot handling. So we don't want a dog that's foot shy. And it's not just pugs, but any dog. To make nail trimming a favorable thing down the road, we want to teach them y- you handle the toes. So at home, you would just kind of squeeze a little bit on the nails, hold their foot in a still position, and then reward them. And, and we work on that regularly at home. And that makes that nail trimming much, much easier if we practice that kind of, you know, kind of like they do with the whales, you know, at the SeaWorld. They ask them to kind of come up on the on the training platform and they give them treats for showing their, their fins and where they draw blood. And it's the same thing. we got to really train our dogs to really accept this and to not mind it. And, uh, you know, and some dogs will occasionally pull out sedatives and tranquilizers if they're just really going to hurt themselves or hurt someone else over the whole event. But um, for pugs, they are just, oh, they are a special kind of dog with nail trim. So mm. a lot of patience and a lot of positive reinforcement goes a long way. You know what I noticed? And it, it, this is not with a pug, but I noticed uh, with Judy's dog, I looked down at her nails one day, the dog's nails one day, and I noticed one was much shorter than the other, and then the one next to it was much shorter than that, and the one next to that was much shorter. And I said, what's that about? She says, well, I do one a day. Instead of inflicting uh, all the nail cutting at, at once, you do one a day yeah, she and work your way around. Yeah, she won't sit still for one, for the whole thing, mm-hmm. so I just get one when I can. That's a good technique, definitely. <laughs> well, well, maybe so we j- try that, because it takes two or three people just to hold a little oh. dog down. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, when that starts to happen, when they're feeling like they're being smothered over it, um, it's hard to make that feel like a good experience. So you kind of have to 
to really back up from the situation and say, now, you know, how would I feel if I was being smothered by three people holding me down? And I always say, if sure. I went to the hospital, I, I don't know, they would have to tie me down to get some of those blood samples and such. But um, so we want to make sure it's a good experience. So if you're doing this at home and it's not a good experience, you know, maybe something like a tranquilizer might be something to talk to your vet about to see if that can make um, make them a little bit more easygoing going into that. And then uh, pull out those favorite goodies while you're doing it and just keep shoving it in their face. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Appreciate your okay. call today. Okay, y'all have a good day. Thank you very much. You too. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you again. There's uh, something I've been noticing at my house for the last two years in a row, last two summer into the falls in a row, that I find bizarre. I can't even believe it's taken me this long to put it out there on the animal radio airwaves. When I sit out by my pool on the weekends or even during the day, and I'm not exaggerating in the slightest when I say this, there is a squirrel that I like to call clockwork squirrel. Not like a clockwork orange in that, uh, you know, he, he's murdering anybody. But at the same time every day, you could, you could set your clock by this squirrel at 105 every day. He comes from one side of the yard on the fence all the way down the fence, jumps from one fence to the other fence and comes all the way around the other way. Same time, every day, two summers in a row. My sister was just over, and this happened. I heard her on the phone saying to someone on her cell phone out in my backyard, ah, oh, just a couple of minutes from one right now, I'm going to lay out in the sun for a couple minutes more, and then I'll be by. And I said to her, Laura, watch this. In about five minutes, watch your clock. At about 1.05, this squirrel is going to... She thought I had, like, trained it, or that... There was some huge rude, you know, I don't know what you're going to buy. She's like, how did you know that? How could you know that this squirrel was going to come around? Same time every day, 105, two summers in a row, the squirrel comes down one side of the fence, hops to the other fence and goes, yeah, I say he's visiting a lady friend. I say he's got his nuts in mind and he's, he's visiting a lady friend. No one else seems to have a, a reasoning as well. Are they that patterned a creature? Is he working? I mean, did Disney have it right? Are these animals doing a little bit of work, punching a clock, whistling while they work? And, and I don't know what it is, but I can set my clock by the clockwork squirrel. I should actually tail him one time and, and take a look and see. As, as a matter of fact, one time I did look to see, and he just disappeared off into the other yard. There's got to be a possum he's got something going on with. I think he's got a little something happening with a possum. And if I look around, I bet you there's a squirsome somewhere. Half squirrel, half possum. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 
The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Big hour this hour. Joey, what are you working on? You know, we're going to talk about how to spruce your dog or cat up and make it look like that million-dollar pet going out just by using some sprays and maybe some bandanas. And, you know, you just got to listen. Oh, God. I'll be listening. <laughs> uh, Debbie and I will be over here with our unclothed animals. While you guys dress your animals up over there, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, also on the show this hour, we're going to talk to Christopher Kemp. He's the uh, skunk expert, some kind of researcher, scientist, skunk expert. And he's going to tell us that there's been an explosion of skunks and how to really get the smell of skunk out of your uh, clothing as well as your dog. Because mm-hmm. it isn't tomato juice. No, no that's horrible. Uh, Listen, I've dealt with it. And I wanted to mention this. Today, we are in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. In fact, all this weekend, Van Nuys today at L.A. Animal Services, part of the Get Your Licks on Route 66 adoption tour as we head across the country on Route 66. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be in Mission Hills, California, the Best Friends Pet Adoption. Uh, next week, actually, I think it's Tuesday, I think we're going to be in Phoenix, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Amarillo, uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Joplin, Springfield, St. Louis on September 5th. No, October 5th. October <laughs> September 5th. 5th. It's already passed. Yeah, how? And Chicago, Springfield, Kansas City, both Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, the schedule up over at the website at animalradio.com, or you can head over to get your licks on route66.com. A great time to adopt a pet. This year it's going to be bigger and better than ever. I also wanted to ask you to go on um, over to our Facebook page, and we got a contest. We have weekly contests yeah, now. Yeah, we're giving away great stuff. The big boss here at Animal Radio hired a social media director, and and apparently she's stirring it up over there. There uh, is contests every week. I believe they gave out a Sleepy Pod last week, I tell and you. Uh, before that, a pet food dispenser mm-hmm. from PetMate. Some great stuff. So if you want to win good stuff, gotta like us. Head on over to Facebook. At Animal Radio. And uh, let's head to the phones right now. Toll free. one 405 8405 Hey, Ron. How are you? Doing good. Where are you today? I'm in Indianapolis right now. Okay. How can we help you? Well, my dog is really obsessive with me. We obsessive? Got her out of an, yeah. I, we got her out of an animal shelter last year. And she's deaf. She can't hear. She can't hear. Oh, okay. But she just clings to me. And wherever I go, she's got to be there. Is that okay, or well, how I don't does she mind. behave when? How is she when she's with you? Oh, she just lays down beside me. Okay, and if you're not with her, how does she behave? Well, the wife says she'll sit at the door and whine if I go out of the house. I'm a truck driver, so she's with me 99 percent of the time in the truck. Uh huh. Yeah. But all she well, does is lay down beside me on the floor when we're going down the road. Yeah, and, and I guess the answer to that is. It's a, it's only a problem if we're presented with a situation that it becomes a problem. Um, because if she's calm with you and she can be with you most of the times, then that's fine. The problem we run into is when, when the pet has to be away at, um, at the animal hospital or at home or in some other situation, there's a lot of anxiety with that. So it's not healthy in those situations. And I would say I encourage people to train pets to be independent of the human in their life. Not that we want them to ignore us, but we want them yeah. to be, have a, a strong, independent, uh, ability to take care of themselves. And it's a little more challenging with a deaf dog because 
they are a little bit more reliant on us for some of the cues that they need to know how to get around in their world. But there's no reason you can't teach a deaf dog to be a bit independent, and it's mostly we want to uh, reward relaxed behavior, so we don't want her to get anxious and and, um, kind of jumping up on us and then pick the doggie up, because that actually teaches that, you know, get anxious act crazy and then we'll pick you up and get what you want. So you do want to kind of try to train some of these behaviors um, and reward the the calm behaviors. Um, so it's not probably ideal for what, what's going on in her world, but, you know, if she's happy and content and you don't think you'll be faced with problems when she's separated from you, um, then just just know that that can present a problem down the road, and your wife may call you and say, what the heck, get back here right now. She can't live without you. And that's when it becomes a problem. Well, she goes with me all the time anyway. Wherever I go, she goes, because the wife says that she don't want to stay home with her. So if <laughs> yeah. I go uptown, she goes in my pickup. Or if I go on the motorcycle, she goes on the motorcycle. She don't jump and get excited. When I come back in the truck, she'll lick my thumb. I don't know. It must be just one of her things. She'll lick my thumb and just jump down off the seat, and she's fine. Yeah. She also likes to ride the lawnmower with you, you had mentioned earlier? Oh, yeah. She likes to ride my lawnmower. If I'm on the lawn, she wants to ride with me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, she sounds like a cutie there. Sounds like a... It's an apricot poodle. We got her out of a rescue center. Uh Uh-huh. And we've had her for about a year now, and... She hasn't got many teeth left, and she can't hear. And if I feed her, like, she won't eat her soft dog food, but if I feed her by hand, she'll eat it. It's like a treat then. Mm. I got Mm. one of those. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she sounds like she has definitely found the right adoptive family. So, I mean, (laughs) she's found her little niche, and she knows who her world is, and and you're right in the center of it there. (laughs) Well, well, being a truck driver, you know, it's it's company on the road, and... uh, she just loves it. I mean, she loves to ride. You know, I couldn't believe I found some dog out of a pound that loves to ride. She just loves it. And they're better than humans, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> I think we all know what we're talking. What I'm talking about. You may think it's ludicrous what I'm saying. Well, she doesn't ask. Are we there yet? Yeah. No, she doesn't. She gives you that unconditional love. Okay. She don't bark either. No, oh, of course not. Except when, except except when you're gone, and you've well, left her with your wife. Oh well, no, no, she don't bark at all. Oh, she can't hear herself bark, so she don't know she's barking. Oh, she don't bark. Oh, wow. oh. she's she's on a higher plane of mental communication, so she's far more advanced than us mere humans. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> take some notes from her. Well, thanks for calling, Ron. Thank you. Appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. 
big news. Sprint's offering the hottest deal in wireless. Switch your whole family up to 10 lines to Sprint and get unlimited talk, text, and 20 gigabytes of high-speed data to share for only $100 a month for your whole account. It's double the high-speed data of the other guys for a family of four. Verizon and AT&T charge $160 and T-Mobile charges $100. And they just give you 10 gigabytes. But with Sprint, you get 20 gigabytes. That's two times the data. To make it easier, we'll even buy out your family's contract up to $350 per line. The Sprint Family Share Pack. Only $100 a month for the whole family up to 10 lines, including unlimited talk and text on America's newest network. Simply put, it's the hottest deal in wireless. So come into a Sprint store today. It's 930-14. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Subject credit and line port and excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, international premium content. Price promo through 2015. After 2015, also pay $15 a month per line access. Charge $350 via Visa prepaid card and requires online registration. Comparison is to 10 gigabyte high-speed 3 and 4G plans for four lines. Other data options available. Prohibited network use rules, prioritization, and throughput reduction applies. Comparison includes additional 2 gigabyte Sprint and 1 gigabyte Verizon data promos. Restrictions apply. I'd say 10. 4 or 5. 12. How many different beers do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? I think Sam Adams brews about 10 different beers. I can think of the Boston Lager. Summer Ale. October Fest. Cherry Wheat. Oh, Cherry Wheat. Rebel IPA. Sam Adams brews over 60 different styles of beer a year. I'm shocked. This is crazy. So obviously we were wrong. I had no idea Sam Adams made this many. These, these go up against some of the best beers across the world. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> this definitely changes my perspective on Sam Adams. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Take it responsibly. Hi, this is Principal Lorenzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay near to your animals. Don't forget you can ask the Animal Radio Dream Team your questions about your pet directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download and it's brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. Thanks so much, guys, for doing that. Download it now. It's a free download. It's the kickoff of the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour this weekend in Los Angeles. Hopefully, if you're planning to adopt an animal, you'll hang tight for this tour to come through your city uh, this weekend in Mission Hills, Van Nuys, and in Riverside. So if you want to learn more, head on over to GetYourLicks.com. It'll be in Phoenix during the middle of this week, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Amarillo, Oklahoma City. The following weekend, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Joplin, Springfield, St. Louis, my new friends in St. Louis listening on KTRS. What a great time to go out and adopt an animal. In Chicago, by the end of the month, Springfield, Kansas City, both Missouri and Kansas. So you want to drop by and see all the wonderful animals available for adoption on the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour. And we're so proud to be a sponsor of that. You can learn more over at AnimalRadio.com, too. Tammy, what are you working on? Well, you know, my dogs got out once, and I got to tell you, they, they all got back safely, but it was the most anguishing only about four hours that it took to get them back, but the most anguishing four hours I think I've ever gone through. So losing your pet, horrifying. Well, now warnings are coming out from all parts of the country about scam artists who are taking advantage oh. of the tragedy. I know, right? How horrible is this But trying to scam people who have lost their pets out of money with no hope of getting the pet back, the scam artists don't have the animal, but they're still trying to get your money. So we're going to tell you what to do, what to look out for. Okay, that's coming up with Tammy Trujillo right here on Animal Radio. Uh, we have Joe on the phone. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. How are you? Hey, bye, fine. And yourself? Good. Where are you? Uh, I'm over here outside of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Are you a truck driver? Yes. Well, I hope things are okay. I have the doctor right here if uh, you need some Hi. help. Hey. Yeah, how you doing? I've got a question. I've got a two-year-old blue healer. I've had him since he was 14 uh, weeks old. Of course, he goes everywhere with me. 
But he has okay. this thing he does. He, he licks pee. Uh, the spots that been marked, or he'll pee and turn around and lick it. What I'm wondering is, is he missing something in his diet? I mean, he yeah, when he does it, he knows I don't like it because he'll hang his head and uh-huh. look the other way. But now, when he licks it, his tongue goes spastic, and he'll actually start foaming at the mouth. Uh, okay. Now, is, is this fella, is he neutered? No. All right. Well, what he is doing is he's reacting to the smells and the scent hormones or basically the pheromones in that urine. So while it's a disgusting thing to imagine him licking urine, um, he's actually reacting and slightly overreacting to the presence of those uh, pheromones. So um, the best thing I could say is get this fella neutered, not only to stop this behavior, but also to keep him healthy, keep the risk of uh, prostate problems and t- cancers out of bay and, and far away from him. So that would be my recommendation. Get this guy neutered, and you may see that that does decrease some but even if he did still do that and he still has this um, the best thing I could advise is keep him on a leash or even a head collar when you are taking him out for his little exercise and try to keep him away from doing that it's really a matter of just restricting the access as well but uh, yeah the, the the frothing at the mouth and getting all excited that is he's just picking up on those hormones and thank goodness that doesn't happen for people my god could you imagine going out to clubs that night that would be crazy <laughs> Listen, I'm embarrassed when he does it. <laughs> but now, but now, even in his when he does his own pee, he's still after the pheromones and all that, right? Well, some dogs will lick their own urine, and and that's where it kind of becomes just a bad behavior. So I would definitely stop him from doing that. Now, if he's just going over those areas and marking afterwards, yeah, he's just doing the whole territorial thing. So, yeah, I think the first thing I'd say is let's tame this fellow's hormones down a little bit, rein those in, and then um, when you're actually afterwards, I'd say when you're walking and exercising, we'll work on those things and trying to restrict the time and the amount of effort he's spending smelling those things. And that's when you say, okay, we're done. We're going back in the cab. And um, you just keep that time really short, brief, and uh, with time, if his experience and exposure to those things is shorter and we have less of this drooling and carrying on, then um, it'll gradually get better with that so oh okay and well, mean, thank you yeah meanwhile i'm working on a poop and pee flavored pet food uh dog food <laughs> uh, no 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 i live in a tight space with him and gas is something i really don't want to smell dog <laughs> yeah. flavored dog food <laughs> thank you for calling 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the dream team we're at your beck and call right now hi who is this this is ron hey ron how you doing I'm pretty good. How about you? Now, I know you called to talk to Dr. Debbie, and she's standing right here ready to help you. Well, okay. Hi, Ron. <laughs> hi. I what got can a I little do for story you? for you. Okay. Uh, I got a 14-month-old German Shepherd, and about in mm, end of April, and he likes to play with sticks. He likes to throw on balls, sticks, and all that good stuff. Very energetic. Uh, mm-hmm. We were throwing sticks one day, and he... Somehow it got out of sync, and he came down, and the stick hit the ground and came up and punched a hole in the back of his throat. Ooh. Wow. Ow. Yeah, yeah uh, about the size of your index finger down to your first joint. Okay. Okay, well, we did- took him. We had it sewed up by uh, urgent care. Okay. Veterinarian. Of course, it's after... Six o'clock in the evening, this is going to happen, right? That's when it always happens. On Sunday. Yeah, I know. 
Well, a few months later, let's see, that was in, the, uh, in June, we noticed the hole was back. So we got up with our regular veterinarian. She says, well, we can sew it up. She sewed it up, gave it a try. The next day, she had to uh, put another stitch in it because another hole popped on the side of it. Uh-huh. Well, we decided to go to a specialist and got up with a tissue specialist surgeon. Okay. And she said that she could take and patch the hole with a, there's three layers of, uh, uh, we call it tissue back there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she could put a piece of tissue from another part of the mouth over the hole and it would heal in time. Well, a week later, there's a hole there again. All right. So that didn't heal. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, do you think this is going to be an ongoing thing? Well, I, I think I, I'm going to kind of disagree with some of what, what's been done right now because this wound is telling me, from what you're describing, this does not want to heal. There's something in there that is inhibiting the body's ability to heal in a normal manner. So I see no point in trying to do any more surgery to close this. But what I do see is we need to go look and to find out why it's not healing. And there's a couple different reasons with this type of injury. You know, when you get an impaling injury from a kind of a dirty object like a stick... You can deal with the bacteria that are introduced, or you can even deal with piece of a small piece of that, which could be lodged in the tissues of the neck. And I've seen this before. Years and years after, a dog even had a, a dog fight, and a piece of a tooth broke off in the tissues, and no one at the time thought to take an x-ray because it was just a dog fight. And here, years later, this draining wound, there was a dog tooth remnant in there from the dog that bit it. So my thought would be is I want to find out why this is still happening and I would actually do we do something called a fistulogram and um, you know your your veterinary specialist can do it, your regular veterinarian may do it um, but basically what we do is we go in when they're in that, that hole is there and we inject a dye under the skin that's safe for use you know with the skin and we take an x-ray and we look to see where that's at and that tells us the path of this track and generally, when we go and we find these kind of tracks with these kind of x-ray techniques, we know there's something generally at the back end of that tract. So we follow it back to its main point, and that's where we go hunting. And it may take something like getting a specialist that can do that or even do a contrast study with something like a CT scan, believe it or not. But those tools can be used to try to get to the bottom of that. And that would be my focus is really to try to find the root of the problem in there. And it could be something like a little piece of stick still sitting in there. And the other thing I was going to say is I would also make sure that we do a a culture from here because um, your your routine antibiotics and infections, most cases we receive good response. But in dogs, just like in people nowadays, we are seeing more antibiotic-resistant bacteria. And it's very possible, especially if you've been around a couple rounds treating this, that we might even have uh, maybe an infection that's resistant to normal antibiotics. So those two scenarios I would kind of focus our efforts on. Okay, and what did you call that? The the test itself? Yeah. A fistulogram. Okay. And basically a hole like that, we call it a fistula because it just drains and drains. Um, But, yeah, if you describe it, your your vet should know kind of what that is and if they're comfortable doing that or if they need to send you to a place where they have that ability. Yeah, good luck. Let me know uh, how that ends up. We always want to follow up on uh, everybody that calls here. Follow up and find out how the animals are afterwards. Ron, so will you give us a call back? Let us know what your doc says. 
I will. I, I listen to you every week. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 to talk to anyone of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. To see Lacey, the American Bulldog mix now, you'd never guess that behavioral problems landed her on death row at the animal shelter. But thanks to Mixed Up Mutts, a nonprofit dog rescue organization founded by Chris and Sarah Stevens, Lacey was sent to prison to be trained by inmates in a pet obedience program called Prison Tales. Prison Tales pairs two inmates with a hard-to-handle dog for an intensive 12-week training program aimed at making an unadoptable dog adoptable. And it's working. Lindy Getz of Mongo, Indiana, who heads up the program, says it's a win-win situation. The animal benefits, the inmate benefits, the institution benefits, and the adopting family gets a well-trained pet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Can we get a fresh sweep here? The last sweep we have goes like this. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough. <laughs> We've run it into the ground. We need something fresh. Oh, really? I didn't. I don't really spay that. That was pretty funny. It was. <laughs> Can you uh, can you do something real quick, uh, Fred Willard, Animal Radio, um, something spay and neuter that's different? Yeah, yeah. Tape is rolling. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio, and I, I'm I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll play. I'll roll over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go, but do it. Hi, this is Danica McKellar, spokesperson for the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Presented by Fido Friendly Magazine and powered by Ford, the tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. Thousands of dogs, puppies, kittens, and cats are in shelters around the country just waiting for their forever homes. To find out more, please visit FidoFriendly.com. Open your heart and home and adopt a shelter pet today. I did it myself two weeks ago, and our entire family is in love. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. 500 business cards for just $9.99. What's more, you can choose between hundreds of designs or upload your own and customize them easily. And because they're from Vistaprint.com, the cards are of top quality and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. So visit Vistaprint.com today and get 500 shots at turning your dream into reality. Hurry, because this offer won't last long. To get your 500 business cards for just $9.99, go to Vistaprint.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 7979. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7979. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with 
with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. The Florida Aquarium that was featured in the 2011 movie Dolphin Tale will not be featuring animal performances when it reopens after renovations. That movie told the real-life story of Winter, the dolphin who was fitted with a prosthetic tail. There's a new sequel that tells the tale of another dolphin, a calf called Hope. When the Clearwater Marine Aquarium reopens, the new $68 million center will focus instead on rehab and marine rescues instead of entertainment. The aquarium CEO is David Yates. He says the goal is to release these animals back into the wild and not show them off to guests. Both Winter and Hope do live at the aquarium, and they will be getting a new tank three times the size of their current home. Because of their disabilities, they really can't go back into the wild. Guests at the center will be able to watch the staff working with the dolphins and rescued sea turtles, all sorts of animals, from platforms and walkways that will be over the tanks. Well, if it's not enough to lose a pet in anguish over its safety and whereabouts, now warnings are coming out all over the country about scam artists taking advantage of the tragedy. These crooks generally use the descriptions from the ads or posters to convince a person they have a lost pet and they want a reward. Or they claim to be a driver who has found the injured pet and claims to have taken it to a vet and wants your credit card info to pay the bill. So what should you do when all you want is your baby back? Well, authorities suggest asking details about your pet that you didn't include in the ad or the flyer or asking the name, address, and phone number of the vet where the caller says he or she took your animal and then deal directly with the vet's office. Well, many actors say that if you're doing a TV show or a movie with an animal, get ready to work with a scene stealer. But many politicians appear to think of it differently. There is a dog in nearly half of American homes, and a number of politicians in South Carolina are featuring their own best friends in their TV ads, on their websites, and on their Facebook pages. Some of the dogs have also become celebrities in their own right, like Boots. He's the bulldog who's in all the TV ads for Republican Henry McMaster. Political science professor Gibbs Knotts at the College of Charleston says dogs are part of American culture more than ever before, and a dog in an ad can humanize a candidate. I guess we'll find out how that all works come Election Day. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Little Jack Horner sat in a corner of his ransacked apartment, wondering what kind of nitwit steals a futon. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency had helped him with renter's insurance, and he got full replacement. Unfortunately, Little Jack Horner had to have his stomach pumped when he ate a six-month-old Christmas pie. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. 
Big news. Sprint's offering the hottest deal in wireless. Switch your whole family up to 10 lines to Sprint and get unlimited talk, text, and 20 gigabytes of high-speed data to share for only $100 a month for your whole account. It's double the high-speed data of the other guys for a family of four. Verizon and AT&T charge $160 and T-Mobile charges $100. And they just give you 10 gigabytes. But with Sprint, you get 20 gigabytes. That's two times the data. To make it easier, we'll even buy out your family's contract up to $350 per line. The Sprint Family Share Pack. Only $100 a month for the whole family up to 10 lines, including unlimited talk and text on America's newest network. Simply put, it's the hottest deal in wireless. So come into a Sprint store today. It's 93014. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Subject credit and line port and excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, international premium content. Price promo through 2015. After 2015, also pay $15 a month per line access charge. $350 via Visa prepaid card and requires online registration. Comparison is to 10 gigabyte high speed 3 and 4G plans for four lines. Other data options available. Prohibited network use rules, prioritization, and throughput reduction applies. Comparison includes additional 2 gigabyte Sprint and 1 gigabyte Verizon data promos. Restrictions apply. Love you, Pepe Lapu. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Toll free to the uh, Animal Radio Dream Team. We've been talking skunks basically because there seems to be an explosion of them lately. Yeah, I've noticed it all over the place. You have a lot of friends on the East Coast, right? They probably noticed that. Huh? I heard they even have them down at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, imagine if they would they instead of the game being rained out, it would be skunked out if they let loose Ooh. in there. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, Christopher Kemp on the phone with us. He's a writer. He's a scientist, a woodland wanderer, secret lemonade drinker, really kind of a multitasker, if you ask me, (laughs) and apparently an aficionado on skunks. He's done some weird skunk stuff that I probably wouldn't do myself, but I figured we should bring him on the show and talk skunk. What do you say about that? Because I know we get a lot of listeners. We've had uh, many, many truck drivers, in fact, who have made pets out of skunks. Well, and we also get calls on people how to get rid of a skunk smell. All the time. So, Christopher, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Very good. Where are we calling you, anyway? I am in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, is that the Grand Rapids accent that you have right there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the traditional Michigan accent. No, I'm English, and uh, I'm working here as a scientist, that's what really brought me over to the states. Really, what what kind of what what kind of science? <laughs> yeah, well, so by training, I'm a molecular biologist. Uh-huh. I actually work for a research group that studies uh, Parkinson's disease. So, um, you know, we I specifically I work on a study that looks at the the technique of deep brain stimulation on uh, Parkinson's symptoms, which is it's one of the most common. Uh, surgeries that uh, Parkinsonian patients get today. Well, now, how did you get involved with the skunks? <laughs> well, you know, so I'm a biologist uh, by training, and um, so I'm just uh, just a, a sort of naturally curious person. And obviously, growing up in England, I didn't. Uh, we, we don't have skunks there. You don't? So, uh, no, no. There uh, we have some sort of larger mammal species like foxes and badgers and we have some members of the weasel family which are very closely related to skunks but we don't have anything like i didn't uh, know like that skunk. so what does that say yeah. is that does that mean it's a newer animal um well possibly yeah i mean they've been around for for millions of years you know they they appear in the fossil record for millions of years but they are very much an animal of the americas uh so up and down uh, north Central and South America, you get several different skunk species, but um, but they are typically just 
in the Americas, apart from a few really strange uh, species of mammal that live in Asia that are that are so closely related, they're also considered skunks. Huh. But, Didn't know that. Um, yeah, and so you know, so I moved to uh, Michigan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, is there a big skunk problem there? I understand there's an explosion of skunkaroony. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's we're seeing these explosions in skunk numbers uh, across the entire country, but certainly the the researchers and the ecologists that I spoke with for the article. Uh, who work in the Midwest definitely say that Michigan, uh, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, those sort of upper Midwestern states have been particularly hard hit. And, you know, that's what really for me, uh, looking out of my uh, window over to my, you know, my driveway in the shed at the, at the back of my garden at night and just seeing skunks sort of wander around looking for food, that's what really mm-hmm. sort of made me think, well, you know, okay, it's a skunk. But uh, but do I really know anything about them? You know, and they're, they're such sort of iconic-looking animals with that you know black body and the the, the white stripe down the side. That uh, that for an English person like me, they're just so sort of compelling anyway because they're such a new thing. But yeah, you know, we t- we take it for granted a lot. We have you know Pepe Le Pew, and we have that that smell that we all smell as we're on the highway if a skunk has has been hit by a truck or something. But I just realised that I don't really know a great deal about them and so I sort of set off on that journey to try and learn a bit more and, and document that as I as I went along. Yeah, and that included some online orders. Now we all order from Amazon, <laughs> but your online orders were a little crazy if I might say so. What what were they? <laughs> well, I mean it's a reminder that you can buy anything on the internet these days, but um to to sort of feel like I got to know skunks a little better, I was able to purchase a skunk skull online and so so I could sort of hold it and commune with it as well as doing my research but I also from a hunting supply company was able to buy a bottle of uh, skunk spray the skunk scent why if you like (laughs) Um, well you know sometimes it's like a version therapy I suppose you know if you really (laughs) to really get to, to know something fully you've got to be able to sit down with it and just really subject yourself to it totally and so it wasn't enough that skunks were in my backyard and occasionally spraying my car and that sort of thing I just wanted to really be able to walk up to something and just smell that skunk spray on demand and so that that bottle of skunk spray seemed like the best option for that. And, um, you know, it's not false advertising. It really, <laughs> totally reeks. It's awful. It makes you feel uh, nauseated. If you can it blind it. you? Yeah, if it goes into your eyes, it, it can definitely blind you because it's a very sort of uh, viscous uh, substance. And so I think that's one of one of the components of it as a as a defensive mechanism because that's basically what it is you know so if if you've got a dog that's out in the backyard and it sees a skunk at night and it chases after it if it gets sprayed from sort of a close enough range then it's definitely going to be blinded for a little while yeah how far can they spray they can spray a good distance and they can aim it too i think some of the some of the um, literature that I was reading was saying 10 to 20 feet, somewhere in that range. Mm. Uh, and obviously they have like a little spray gland on either side of their body. And so it's it comes out as these sort of twin streams. Two. And uh, 
Is it correct yeah, they, that, that that whole that whole line down their back? That's actually to line up. It's a target to line up with humans or whoever they're spraying. <laughs> it's it's like a sight, a gun sight. Maybe, maybe. So, what about the old wives' tale of tomato juice to get rid of the scent? Yeah, it is totally incorrect. Like like many old wives' tales. I mean, I guess some of them are are correct and there's some truth in them, but that particular one is totally not correct. Um, well, so, how do you get rid of this nasty smell? So you have to um, close the jar. <laughs> yeah, close the jar and throw it away, and ask yourself why you bought it in the first place. Now uh, you have to, you know, basically approach it in a chemical way, and and use use substances that actually chemically break down the smelly odor compounds. And that's something that the tomato juice doesn't do, which is why it doesn't work. And so you have to make this mixture of uh, of bleach and baking soda and dish soap uh, in water. And together, those things will break down those those odor compounds so that they don't smell anymore, and it will neutralize them totally. Whereas tomato juice just camouflages them a bit. So what you end up with is a dog that smells like skunk and tomatoes, which I think is probably worse than <laughs> a dog that just smells like skunk. Now, can I back yeah. up? We're not actually putting bleach on pets. Was it hydrogen peroxide? Well, I, I think you're talking about yeah. other things, not other than so, pets. Yeah, so... Um, if you want to get rid of the smell from clothing or or uh, the side of a house or a car or anything like that, you put bleach okay. into it. But yes, but yes, if you're washing uh, a family pet or something like that, then you then you would want to use hydrogen peroxide, which is just um, you know that's available from pharmacists anywhere. It's, I think you use three uh, percent, so that would be diluting the the pharmacy hydrogen peroxide by uh, sort of a one to ten. One to ten in water, and then a quarter of a cup of baking soda, and then just a tablespoon or so of the dish soap, and that would do pretty well on a on a dog or a cat that, that is sprayed, as long as you can catch them and and soak them pretty well in that. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, you only need a few things in this life. You need duct tape, you need WD-40, hydrogen <laughs> peroxide, and Dawn dishwashing liquid. That's all you really need in, in this life. That's it, and you're set. Yeah. <laughs> We're with skunk expert and researcher Christopher Kemp. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's Animal Radio, and we're talking to Christopher Kemp. He's a skunk expert and researcher. And Pepe Pew's best friend. So uh, so is this the end of your research on skunks? Can we learn more? Do you have a website? Where do we go from here? Um, I, I do not have a website. And, y- you know, I mean, one of the things that really drew me to skunks as a subject is that there isn't really all too much information out there. There's only one textbook on the striped skunk, which is the species that we're likeliest to encounter here in the U.S. in general. And and so, you know, if you really were curious, then you're a strange person, I guess, so just like <laughs> me. And you would probably need to contact uh, a local ecologist or, or someone at a local nature center or even an animal rehabilitator, as skunks uh, tend to get hit by cars and, and get into trouble every year. And go to the scientific literature like I did because there's plenty of information there. One thing, you know, I think a lot of the listeners might wonder is, you know, hey, I got a ton of these skunks. They're all over the place. The, some of the strategies that would be important to try to prevent them from occupying close proximity to our homes and encroaching in our yards. Yeah. Um, and since they are opportunists and eat pretty much anything that they can get their hands on, uh, but mostly uh, meat sources, vegetable sources, um, just just in trying to eliminate those habitats close where they can eat things near our homes. 
Yeah, and so, you know, that's one of the major factors behind this population explosion that we're seeing is that skunks do remarkably well cohabiting with humans. I mean, they're, they're one of the few species. You've got raccoons and squirrels and rats, and, and those are probably skunks are way up there with them in terms of their the benefits that they, they get from living by humans. And so um, there are a few things you need to do. Usually they occupy sort of uh, the space beneath a shed or beneath a deck or a crawl space or a, a little den like that. And so the first thing to do is board that up and make it, make it inaccessible to them. Um, and then the next thing to do would be to try to, to cut up the food source a little bit. No composting, uh, no bird seed no trash that they can get access to really easily. Um, those are the things that really attract them. But then they are also omnivores that uh, that really eat a lot of the grubs in the ground and, and a lot of uh, birds' eggs and things like that. So there's only so much you can do there because if you don't give them human-made food and trash and that sort of thing, they will still find ready food sources in your backyard. So you have to just at least make sure that they don't make their den there. Before we part here, if the skunks could say one thing to us, and you mentioned that there was no research done on them, or very little on the internet, and that you're really, you're kind of like the Dr. Doolittle of skunks right now. If there was one thing skunks could tell us, I would imagine it would be first thing is that they're misunderstood animals, but what would they tell us? Um, they would tell us that they do a lot of good for the environment, and, uh, you know, th- there's this misconception that they carry rabies everywhere and you know they are a vector for rabies but no more so than than raccoons or squirrels or any other uh, mammal species and so you know one of the things that i really learned in my research is that i really quite like skunks and and now when i look out over the driveway at night i sort of am hoping to see one and uh, i don't see them as often as i would like to well, you are a strange Well, one. no, I'm thinking Dr. Debbie and you should get together because Dr. Debbie loves strange smells. In fact, if you still have that bottle of skunk smell, I'm sure she'd, uh, she'd love sloppy seconds on that. I'm just saying. Yeah, she can have it. Yeah, she can have it. Christopher Kemp joining us. Thank you so much. Hey, check out this website. It's called Outside Magazine, and it's outsideonline.com. We'll put links over at animalradio.com. And uh, take care of yourself. Stay in touch. I'll do that. Thanks very much. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls right now for your cats, iguanas, or even skunks. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Let's hit the phones right now. We have John. Hi, John. I'm sorry, Bill. Hello. How you doing, Bill? Hi there. All right. Good enough. What do you got going on there, Bill? Uh, Not too much. Well, how can I help you? This is Dr. Debbie. Well, I really don't know. I I wanted to know how, how much it would be to house a dorm for about a week. Oh, okay. Well, kind of a general question. Um, as far yeah. as for, are you looking to be boarding your pet and coming up soon? Yeah, in about the next thirty to forty-five days, some some time for for maybe a week. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and you know, it's, um, it's an interesting question, Bill, because it'll really depend on where you're located, what part of the country, and what the local prices might be, and also what kind of setup you might be looking for in a, in a boarding or a housing situation, because believe it or not, the choices are immense. Um, and I can tell you, like, at my office um, here in Nevada, um, for a dog to board on a given night, a small dog might be, you know, 15 to $16. A larger dog might be 21 But you can call around and doggy daycares or doggy suites, um, they have the most amazing arrangements. Some of those boarding visits, you know, they could really get up there and you could be spending like 35 40 bucks a night for, a, for a, a dog to have a nice warm bed, a TV. Um, uh, sometimes they have closed circuit TV so you can even watch your own pet. So uh, it kind of depends what you're looking for. Um, but do you plan on doing some traveling and uh, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, a pit bull. Okay. Very good. So, yeah, you might just have to check with your particular area and see how that works out and uh, make sure they have availability because sometimes sometimes a year's boarding get, does get quite full. So hope that helps you out in planning there, Bill. Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay, my pleasure. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewies and their brand new size. It's not really new anymore. It's been, it's been no, around like No, you know what? I'd now. say instead of calling it an introductory pack, you can call it a travel pack. Oh, I like that. Should we yeah. check with the uppers? Yeah, that's good. No, no. I've decided. I, it's. It, I've decided it's a great little travel pack for Ladybug. When yeah. I'm just going away for a few days, I don't have to take a big bag of food or anything. So. Joey will back you on that yeah. if anyone gives you any trouble. Yeah, it's eight and a half ounces of pure love. Six small patties of the chicken, Chewy's chicken dinner, or the simply venison, the Stella super beef, the duck duck goose, or the phenomenal pheasant. To find out which flavor your pup loves. With a little intro pack, Joey Villani, how are you doing? I can't complain today. It's um, you know, it's it's not a bad day. I'm here, right? It, it's beautiful. Any day I'm on Animal Radio is a good day. <laughs> any day that we have a job, yeah. right? Any any day we have a job. There you go. Anyway, I um, I got I've been getting a lot of emails about people wanting to um, jazz their dog up a little bit. You know, more than just the grooming. Maybe they're having a party. Maybe it's an event in a park or something like that. I'm listening. And things, things that they can do themselves. And this is actually, there's actually a lot of things that are really, really easy. Of course, the most common one is, is, is color. Now, if you go into any of your big chain pet stores, they sell, there's, um, the dog and cat colors all over the shelves. And you know what? They cover real good. They're really, really safe. They look good. They make stencils that come with this. So you can actually, if you wanted to put a stencil of a, of a daisy, let's just say, I don't know why I thought of a daisy, but I just <laughs> thought of a daisy. If you want to put a um, stencil of a daisy on Ladybug, you buy the stencil, uh-huh. you buy the color, you just put it down, you spray it on and you um take it off and then you then they have a a um it's almost like hairspray basically you could use hairspray and you spray that over it so it doesn't actually come off on on your furniture or anything else oh you put and, this um, over the color yeah, you put it over because what it'll do, it just it'll just protect it, a little bit of protection. But other than that kind of stuff, I mean, they they sell some really really cool stuff. They sell stuff now in the pet stores that I actually buy and use it in in a professional salon. One of them they have is is a gold and a platinum. Um, like a gold leaf um platinum leaf spray Ooh. so it's 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 like a really really shiny glitter when you put it on when you spray it on the pet 
um, and they go out in the sun. Uh-huh. It looks fantastic. It just looks great. Um, um, we did it actually to a um, oh, it was a um, Scotty Scottish Terrier this morning, and um, didn't say nothing to the people. And they went out and they came back in. They're like, "Wow, what did you put on the dog? It looks great." I mean, something that stands out. The other thing is, it's real easy. Go to the dollar store, buy some material, and make some bandanas. Mm. You know what? Dogs like them. People like the way they look on the dogs. It it, it makes conversation. Just little stuff like that. Little little easy things that you know can jazz your pet up and make your pet look stand out amongst the rest <laughs> i think I like both that. both of you are crazy no that's great tips oh you know what i'm gonna do i've got some pet paint oh we're gonna poor, have a pet painting party poor poor ladybug there you go <laughs> she Let, loves it I, i'll help you out just just um who's buying who's buying the beer <laughs> <laughs> have you ever uh shorn a sheep shorn a sheep shorn, shorn a, a sheep? sheep is that i guess that's what they I, yeah. no i've never sheared i never sheared a sheep um, they did it on Groomer Has it. It was one of their um Oh, I remember that leg up that they had to do and um Not it easy. Was, um, it was pretty wild. Yeah. No, no, it's it's a lot different than um, you know, clipping down a pet. Well this is know, a dog, g- I should say. Great news story out of Australia. Sean the shaggy Australian sheep has at last been shorn smooth. Uh, he's apparently been hiding on the farm for many, many years on the island of Tasmania <laughs> since he since he was born. And uh, last Thursday was his first haircut. They finally caught him. Wow. 52 pounds of wool. Oh 52 pounds. Gosh. Wow. Now, is that what they call it? Shorning? Shorning, apparently. I just learned Here, that today. That's, that's, that's past, past tense, tense for shearing. Yeah, is shorning. Shorn. S-H-O-R-N. Yeah. yeah. Wow. If we learned anything from that. That guy, I mean, imagine walking around carrying 52 pounds. What a it's like relief. another animal. Yeah. He probably doesn't even weigh 52 pounds. Well, that's definitely a few coats there. I bet yeah. he's cold. They probably have to keep them warm now. Yeah, I would think so. Some hot water bottles, you know. Let's send them over. Well, as I say every week, and it does, it flew by really fast. I want to thank Jason Halliburton, Christopher Kemp, Janice Brown-Gork for joining us, and Barry Kives, our Hero of the Week. Don't forget, you can listen to the show again or even ask questions all week long for the Animal Radio app for your iPhone and Android. Brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye. Bye-bye. Great thank week. you, guys. Have a good weekend. This is Animal Radio Network.